Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight. It is 25 minutes to the top of the hour. This is Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the honor and the pleasure of your company. Really always is a privilege being in your company. Yeah, look, uh, snow may be a, a miraculous moment to, to, to experience and certainly is uh, something you remember for a lifetime. Uh, but it once again brings into stark realization uh, the vulnerability of the most ostracized, disenfranchised, uh, part of our country's community of society and that is people who are living on the streets homeless people people who more than often than uh, assisting them we criminalize uh, their existence and we criminalize their efforts to try and uh, become self-sufficient um, and, and 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 the real question is how big is our resource backlog in in, in providing services for the country's homeless especially during moments where it is absolutely inhumane to be sleeping and living on the streets. It really is one of those things that your heart would have to pour out to as you experience these cold weathers that you've been noticing across the country. And joining me to have this conversation uh, is Nditini Tiedo, who is with the Kailicha Development Forum. Nditini, uh, good evening. Thank you so much. And Dittini, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Good evening, good evening Oliver, and uh, good evening to the SFM listeners. Yeah. Uh, let's perhaps start here. I mean, you, you're based in Kailicha, in, in, in the city of Cape Town, a city that uh, has become synonymous with criminalizing poor people for being poor. For instance, making it illegal for homeless people to sleep under bridges, saying that they must go to shelters. Then one has to wonder, why are they not in shelters in the first place? Is it that we do not have enough shelters? Are homeless people being abused in shelters? Or are shelters just inaccessible and perhaps expensive for homeless people to access? Describe to us the nature of the problem that underpins homelessness in South Africa. Thank you very much, uh, Oliver. Look, some, sometimes one wonders as to when when the authorities say people must go to shelters, what access do these people have to these shelters? The the current statistic, uh, Oliver, is going to tell you that there's about uh, fourteen thousand homeless people in Cape Town living under the bridges. In fact, in Cape Town, under every each and every bridge, there's a city under the bridges. Now, you ask yourself a question, if the municipality or the authorities say people must go to shelters, what shelters? And, and that, that 14,000 number, and, I, you know, different organizations get to different numbers, but 14,000 is an awful lot of people. It's a small town, effectively. Um, you know, the real question is, against the 14,000 homeless people in the city of Cape Town, uh, as an example, right, and of course the problem expands across the country, how many shelter beds are available? Do you, do you know? No, I, I don't. I, I don't I'm not offhand, Oliver. I do not have it offhand. But I know as a matter of fact, I do not think that there was even shelters that would house more than 2,000 people. Uh, describe to me, uh, if you possibly can, 
what the process is that a homeless person would have to go through to be able to have access to a shelter or get a bed in a shelter? How long would they be able to make use of it? What are the, uh, let's call it, quote-unquote, rules that govern shelters? Look, some of the shelters are are either run by, by NGOs, have their own set of rules or their own criteria, for people to be even accepted to these. But now, if you look at what underpins the very first instance, why people come close to these places, people are going to to these places all, all over Cape Town with the with hope of getting some form of an employment opportunity. Now, if somebody goes there with that hope, the the most the what comes to mind for that person is only to be nearer to where they can get an opportunity for employment some and also oliver the other thing that is downplayed is the fact that most of these people are not very much educated to even know how to even apply for this yeah so then let's perhaps look at where nodes of towns and access to employment opportunities are how many shelters do you know to be active let's say for instance in the periphery of kailicha for instance for an example my brother in kailicha there's none let's start there in kailicha there's no shelter in the first place and 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 that goes to most of the of the areas in the cape flats there are very there are very few i know of one somewhere in Weinberg or somewhere, but I'm telling you, in most of the Cape Flags, that would be your Rector, Vark, Elsas River, Bella, Ethlon, and Kailita and Philippe Nyang. There's none. There's no such places called. Some of them are concentrated closer or in the CBD, but in the periphery of the CBD. Yeah. That is Cape Town Central Business District. Yeah. And, and on a cold day like today, what do homeless people typically resort to uh, as a means to not die in the cold? Hoping not to die, Oliver. That that's really that that's really in the spirit. That that is that, that is really in the spirit. They are just simply hoping not to die. Remember, these people are there with no clothing, with no food, with no guarantee of of any food the next day. But they are just simply res- simple resilience. You see, it's a terrible state, uh, Oliver. And sometimes when you listen to the authorities in Cape Town speak, they speak as if they speak about something that they have control over, which they don't. All they do is to set police on, or the metropolis on these people. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I, this may even sound horrible, but on a day like today, it sounds better being arrested by a metropolis and hopefully in a prison cell you'll be able to get a cup of tea. Uh, than to, than to be left completely destitute on the streets of Cape Town, despite the criminalization that comes with with uh, you know just how horrible uh, that set of circumstances are. Um, but are there institutions? And I know there's a lot of NGOs uh, that operate in 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 Cape Town assisting uh, homeless and vulnerable people. But are there institutions? Uh, and do their services and provision get ramped up on days like today where it's extremely cold during the winter season and they're able to just get a cup of soup at least? Look, Oliver, we at community at community, at community leadership level, we really hope and are very much grateful 
and we really drove our heads off to the very they are very very generous and very uh, very inspiring organizations who from time to time would, would reach out and give these people something to eat but the problem here that 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 that, that you find uh, uh, oliver is that the, the nearest level of government to the people its response instead it's just draconian to these people and there's a lack of support and funding to these ngos who support these people under the bridge which makes this very situation very even even more terrible yeah yeah uh, what what are some of those draconian uh, actions that you're speaking of the 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 simple the simple the, 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 the most the most disgusting of of, of it all and regardless of the of the of the weather that is out there, it's only the 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 metropolis when they've got nothing to do, nothing else to do, then they will go and and have a pastime in in just uh, moving these people to wherever they. So sometimes they don't even take them. Like as you were saying, they don't arrest them. They just chase them out of the bridges or under or out of those bridges and with it with no regard where they would go the next the next time from from when they are moved from these places yeah yeah and i I can't believe I have to ask you this question because it it's is an indictment on myself that that this is even something I don't know the answer to, but when a homeless person falls terribly ill on a day like today, are they accepted? And given fair and equal services at our hospitals and clinics. No, my brother, it would, would not because they must first produce where they live, what their addresses are, and how they live, and also the areas that they are in. The majority of the hospital and health facilities would be private ones. What that means, then they would not be accepted to to health facilities. Yeah. So, so, so then what what happens? They they just remain sick. Unfortunately, they die, and they die, and they get buried as paupers. When they die, who buries them? They get buried as paupers by the by the by the municipality. They they, they give them proper burials. Look, 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 Oliver. This is this is something that sometimes we we find it very, very disturbing that we, we will refer to our fellow South Africans in the manner I'm speaking now, that as I'm speaking to you now, there are these South Africans that are under the bridges now. If somebody were to were to go out there for the purpose of the show, you would really speak to real people who some of them are really sick and without care. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It it really is a devastating state of affairs. What should be done, Nditin? Man, somebody, something must knock some sense in the politicians, especially in the city of Cape Town, just to see these people as fellow South Africans as a first point. So that if 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 shelters are found to be a solution or a temporary measure, then somebody must stick out and prepare those shelters because the weather in Cape Town in winter is very, very cold yeah. and in summer is very, very windy. So there's no, there's no season where these people are going to be said are, are living better. And not forgetting the compounding reasons 
that drives those people to under this bridge is closer to where they, there's hope for them for for employment opportunities. So if you know that your the people you have like as you speak, fourteen thousand people are under the bridges. Somebody must say, at least we've created yeah. this big or that other shelter to at least mitigate. But you don't even get that as an intervention in the case of Cape Town, at least. Yeah. And, 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 and obviously, there's, you know, when you speak to the city of Cape Town and you speak to the uh, Department of Social Development at the province or even at a national level, they tell you, but we, we fund these NGOs and we fund these shelters and we give money to these organizations precisely for the purpose of being able to uh, uh, run and operate shelters. Um, yet you still find some of these shelters saying to them, well, if you want to sleep here tonight, you have to bring 20 rand or whatever the case may be, or that you can't sleep here for more than seven days in a row. Like you said at the start of this conversation, there every shelter has its own rules and ways of operating, right? Um, should there be a uniform way of operating? If a shelter gets any sort of state assistance, whether at the city level, at the province level, at the national level, that that shelter needs to run by a certain set of rules that makes it uh, uh, easily accessible uh, to, to, to homeless people, especially homeless people vulnerable uh, to, to, to the elements of uh, uh, psycho, psychosomatic vulnerabilities, for instance, people who uh, are suffering from some severe mental illnesses while living on the streets, perhaps also even uh, 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 you know, addicted to drug use, uh, and abuse on, on the streets. Perhaps they even have a criminal record. Homeless shelters often turn such people away that should there be a uniform way that scraps those those limitations that certain shelters put on it if they receive any cent from the state? Uh, the hope is that one day that a municipality such as the Cape Town that boasts to be the best run city would have a program that takes care for its homeless people like without qualification and and i really want to make bold this point that there will be a very minimal number of people who may have criminal records in the in in, in the majority of the people who lives under the bridges in cape town as we speak yeah all it needs all it needs is a solid and people-centered political commit, uh, commitment to the wellness of the people of the, or the residents of Cape Town, especially those who are without homes. You see, part, part of the problems you find, uh, Oliver, is that if you look at the, at the national statistics, you would find that Cape Town has got the biggest uh, housing backlog in the Republic as things stand right yeah. now. And and acknowledging that, at least you must have something that, you, because you know that is to be the problem, at least to have some form of mitigation and intervention. Besides that, you would have big tracts of land in Cape Town that are concentrated in one company called uh, Communique that, that still continues to evict people living in rental stock. And when you evict these people, they only are the place they would go to is the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a call, 086 I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 
1017. I've got a WhatsApp text here that I want to read quickly. Someone says, there are shelters in Cape Town, especially in the city center, especially the Catholic welfare education. But some of the homeless people don't want to go to shelters. They become aggressive beggars. Do do, do you have a response to that in Detini before I go to the lines? Very much, yes, Oliver. As I was saying, as I said earlier, some of the people do not even know how shelters operate. Remember, Oliver, these people are under the bridges, not by choice. Some of them are there as a matter of struggle to prove to either themselves that they can do something or they are in search of a better life for themselves. So, remember, some people are not socialized in a way where they would beg they don't understand and as i was saying there are there are rules for shelters some people don't we can't assume that everybody who is on the street knows even in the first place how to interact with a shelter yeah yeah let's go to the lines william in cape town good evening hello good evening you know i have such a lot to say about these homeless people you know here in cape town um these people choose many of them to live like that they don't want to take responsibility i had a brother who had stayed in the bush he had a house he had a a, a, a wife he's now with his, his his wife he's back to his wife now when he's now he he got his his life in order these people they break in my car i parked by the castle they break my i try to help them and uh, uh they wash my car and i pay them even more than i pay the car wash they saw what was in my boot. They break my windows. They stole my jackets and, 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 and everything out of my out of my boot. You know, they want to love most of them. And it's, a politi- it's also a pol- political uh, thing. This, you know, that suddenly all the people just come and there are people that are defending for them in court. They have houses. They have families. They are drug, drug addicts, you know. I will, I, I'm in tourism. I, I uh, now two months ago, I uh, dropped two Germans. I dropped them uh, 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 in uh, Ruland Street, and they went to a coffee shop. And I, I showed them where they're building are because they were a little bit early and they work a little bit on the on the laptop. They came back, and the the guys uh, uh, sent to me a message that they've just been stoned by these homeless people and robbed from the cell phones. How many times I ran uh, after people and I left my car just like that and ran and caught. Many times I caught guys, and the security came, and the police came. It's, it's, it's actually a, 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 a people that 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 committing crime. People that don't want to take responsibilities. Many times I stop by the hotels. I'm being tra- transferred in tours. I stop by the hotels, and and they begging by the people who comes the first time in our country from Europe or from USA. And when I speak to them, they they swear at me very ugly words, and they. You see, it's, 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 it's a political thing as well. They want to make Cape Town ungovernable and there's no, there's no control over the city. But in the same time, I'm also blaming the DA. The DA, there's vast land. They always tell us there's no land, there's no water, but there's, lo- there's uh, uh, vast pieces of land. Look here next to Baden Powell, where the colored people and where the black people staying. It's the only, I'm, you know, I'm a tour guide in Cape Town, and, it is, and I can tell you it's the only uh, strip in Cape Town alongside the coast where the colored stay and the black people stay, uh, where um, 
where they say now it's a nature reserve. And they give even the name of the nature reserve of an animal that doesn't even exist in South Africa, Wolfhart. You know, you don't need to give 98% of the land to nature and leave the 2% to the people. We need houses. The, the deer is shooting themselves in the food. I don't even vote for them anymore. They're shooting themselves in the food because now the people from Eastern Cape comes and they, they're putting... Um, putting sex there, but it's their own fault. And I say the people must just put their sex there because the DA don't want to hear and we just plain also where we stay. There's uh, pieces of land that they camp off for nature, for famous. There's a lot of famous in, the, in Cape Town. I mean, ever since I've been born and, and, and I grew up, you know, and I'm, I'm 52 years old. And you know, in Cape Town, wherever we stayed, there was famous and they both. So why are they all so protective over the fine boss? We need houses. We need houses. That's what we need. Yeah. Thank you. William, I, I, I want to ask you a question. Uh, and, and thank you so much for calling and sharing your, your thoughts on this. Do you, you started out by saying that homeless people don't want to take responsibility. They beg from foreigners who are tourists in the city or in the province. Uh, they commit crime by stealing petty crime. They steal stuff, phones, laptops, or whatever the case may be. What does response, What does taking responsibility look like in this instance? And I'm not trying to justify crime, but I'm just trying to imagine if I'm homeless and I can snatch somebody's phone, uh, and sell it for 50 rand so I can eat, that seems like a viable option at that moment. What does taking responsibility look like? The thing is this, what I say, is the drug addiction. It, right. It's a, mostly, it's, 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 it's actually linked to that. Drug addiction, that is the problem. Uh, any drug, you will do anything to get something. It's not that they want to put food on the table. Any drug, you will just come, and raw people to actually feed his habit. That is the problem. Right. Drug addiction. Would you say somebody who is addicted to drugs is a victim that needs to be assisted, or do you think they're a menace to society, a criminal, effectively? They need help. That's the thing. They need help because they can't help themselves. Exactly. So if somebody's on the streets, addicted to drugs, and they are incapable of helping themselves... What should we do as a society to uh, to help them? We should help them. It's 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 all it's all, and they, I mean, there are many help, but there is people they're running away from rehabs and all that, you know. And uh, yeah, I think I think uh, many. That's why I say that they want to take responsibility because they're running. Uh, so, so many t in our communities, especially in the colored communities, even my own brother, they ran away from the from from the rehabs. And I mean, the only thing that he helped him, he gave his life to Jesus. And now my brother is totally a different person. All right. So we have a responsibility to help homeless people and not criminalize them and, and ostracize them and, and, no, and, and try to no, get rid of them, them, right? Yeah, we can't judge them. We can't judge right. them. I, I agree. Yes. Yeah. So do you reflect differently on how you started this conversation? Um, I won't say I would reflect differently. But, um, I mean, when, the, when there's a problem, uh, you need to find a solution for the problem. You, right. you don't, you, you, we, we don't argue over the problem or we don't, we try to find a solution. Uh, right. That is my, my motive. Right.
Look, I'm going to leave it there, William. I really do appreciate it. Let's try and excuse one more. Ngonde in PE. Ngonde, good evening. How drive? I mean, uh, Dixon. Yes, I'm sir. I'm in Cape Town now. Now, um, your guest there, whom I do know, um, he was a stability unit member. I'm not there now. He mentioned that Communique owns vast tracts of land in Cape Town. He's correct. In fact, I was staying in one of their properties in Taunton, right? Now, next to Taunton is a field of soccer, whatever. Yeah. Now, those homeless people, some of them, were staying next to the fence. They were not staying under the bridge. They were sleeping with, if you can call them blankets, you know, and a sail. And before they sleep, if there's four of them, for example, before they sleep, there will be three of them under the blankets or under that plastic. And then one guy, obviously, they take tents. One guy will be doing the fire, making the fire. And with, with a small heart of God, I would join them, you know, and bring them hot water, you know, to make coffee, tea, whatever, you know, and, and, and those things. Yeah. So, Imagine that that guy, your your, your guest, Ntindili, you know, yeah. that they do die, and then the municipality buries them as paupers. If I can tell you, Clive, within six months, those numbers would have, would have dwindled, and would have asked the remaining members, what happened to so-and-so, so-and-so? As Ntindili said, they died as paupers. Mm. I will leave with the right there. Thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate it. Nditini, we have 30 seconds left. Do you have a last comment to close off this this conversation for us? Thank you very much. I think William was right on one thing. They are, they are criminal elements. Sorry, Nditini, your line is just a little bit unstable. Do you want maybe just want to move that quickly? I'm saying, Oliver, there are, there would be uh, criminal elements in the people who are living in the streets. But this cannot be said for the entire 14,000 reported to be sleeping under the bridges of Cape Town. Yeah. Surely the city of Cape Town must take responsibility for the residents. These are residents of Cape Town, equally to those people who are on the Atlantic seaboard, which yeah. deserves to be serviced, and, they, and their dignity protected all the time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time this evening, Dittini. Really, really do appreciate it. We're going to have to leave it there. I'm taking your reactions to this conversation on the other side of this. Give me a call, 86 It's a minute after 11. Let's take your news.